I just want to take a moment to share one of the messages that we shared uh, at Streams of Joy Calgary uh, um, Sunday service. And it's a message that blessed me. And my prayer is that this message will bless you as well. So I titled this message, The Power of Persistent Prayer. The Power of Persistent Prayer. And I'm going to quickly look at the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. Again, Matthew, chapter 15 from verse 21 to 28. I'm reading from New King James Version. It says, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Ther and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region, cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Holy Spirit, we pray, O God, that you shall pass through your word. Let your word, Lord, come with power. Let your word, Lord, minister to every heart listening to this message. Let your word, Lord, stir us up, Lord, to wait in the place of prayer until we receive that good news, that evidence, Lord, that you've bestowed upon us. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is a, a, a wonderful, you know, text that each time I read it, uh, I, I can see a passion coming out from this woman. You know, we live in a society where, um, you know, events are organized strictly on invitation. You know, birthdays are organized based on invitation. If you don't have an invitation, you're not allowed in. Weddings are organized based on invitations. Pretty much Every event these days are being organized strictly by invitation. So you need invitation to show up. And you cannot just bump into someone's house unless the person invites you to come into that place. Or maybe you live in a place where it's culturally acceptable for you to surprise a friend without giving them a heads up that you're going to show up. Now, in our broader society that we live in, everyone wants to be pre-informed before you show up unless you are invited. You know, if you're not invited, you do not show up. Not to cast a bad light on the people who organize these kind of events that are strictly by invitation. This is necessary because you want to make sure that you are catering for the people who are the main invitees that you've invited for the event. And uh, resources, as we know, are pretty much scarce. So you want to manage the resources that you have to cater for your closest pals and your friends before you, you, you cater for you know people whom you don't even have any relationship with. 
Now, in fact, social media giants like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Google have begun to adopt some of these, you know, culture where they don't allow you to communicate with someone unless um, you, you, you get invited by that person. Unless you, you reach out to the person and the person accepts your connection request, then you will start sending them messages. In fact, if you send a message to someone who is not on your friends list, they get a notification saying, hey, this person is not on your, or your friends um, list or your contact list. Do you want to speak with them or do you want to, you know, block them, mute them? you know, whatsoever. So this is what, um, just to give you a little bit of a background, this is exactly the dilemma that Jesus Christ was trying to explain to this woman um, from Canaan, whose name we don't even know, but by the reason of her faith and encounter with Jesus, her, 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 her testimony is being documented in the Bible today. Now, in the text that we just read, Jesus had just finished dealing with the ceaseless harassments coming from the Pharisees and probably needed a quiet place to rest his head. In fact, his disciples were also tired and they needed rest at the same time. Then there comes this Gentile woman who is non-Jewish and had no relationship with Jesus or anyone on the team. However, she did not wait for any invitation to crush Jesus' little get-together with his disciple because she had an urgent need and she knew that no one would come through for her except Jesus. Now, her daughter was severely possessed by demons and she had had enough and needed answers urgently. In fact, culturally, she was not in any way supposed to be in the room because she was not Jewish. You know, I, I don't know if anyone in the room or watching online has, has taken a look at your life and, you know, within yourself that you, you, you look unqualified to have any dealing with God because of your past. You know, one thing I came to tell you is that that is a lie from the enemy. That is a lie from the pit of hell to keep you outside. That is a lie from the enemy to make sure that you don't come inside the room, to come, don't come inside the room because the enemy wants as much as possible to prevent you from walking into the promise that the father has for you now if only that you can take that bold step and walk into the room just as you are unqualified uninvited and just know that the father doesn't even look at your unqualification he looks at you and sees jesus's qualification because by the reason of the blood of jesus christ you are qualified so this woman was uninvited but she came to jesus's faith and pleaded for mercy now, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible will say, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain grace and mercy and find grace and mercy in times of need. You know, I just thank God for God's mercy. I thank God for God's mercy that God doesn't look at my qualification. He just shows me mercy. He shows me mercy in time of need. Now, this woman shows up uninvited. You know, she begins to speak to Jesus regarding her daughter because she knew that Jesus alone could solve her problem. Now, who do you talk to about your problems? Who do you talk to when you have issues in your life? Who do you talk to? You know, trusting God is one of the things that we find difficult to do as people. You know, we can find it very easy to trust people that, 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 that are our close pals, people that we are intimate with. We even find it easy to, to, to trust in inanimate objects. For example, you can actually trust that a chair that you sit on is going to carry your weight. We find it difficult to trust in God because the biggest on our human nature, we only trust our, our, our senses to, 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 for us to believe that something actually exists. 
I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will stir us up to learn how to fully depend and trust in God, especially in times of difficulties. Now, the woman from Canaan knew that Jesus was listening to her prayers and her requests and her pleas. But he answered her not a word. Not a single word. Not a single word. He did not even acknowledge that she was there. Not a single word. Not a single word. He did not even say, I hear you, I acknowledge you. He, you know, he never even said anything to her. No, what do you do when the Lord Almighty answers not a word in that situation? What do you do when you've prayed and prayed over this and he answers not a word? You wait for an answer and you don't hear anything. You wait for for, 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 for a miracle. You don't hear anything. You don't hear thoughts says the Lord. You don't hear anything. But what do you do? What do you do in that situation where there is silence? There is quietness in the realm of the spirit. There is silence. The one thing that you need to understand is that the season of no word, the season of our silence is a season that the enemy tries as much as possible to capitalize on to bring discouragement to your life, to bring tiredness to you in the place of prayer, to make sure that you will give up, to make sure that your expectations will be reduced to nothing, to make sure that, 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 that you, 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 feel, you feel that this is just not working and you give up in the place of prayer. Now, now notice what happened in the book of, uh, um, of Matthew that we just read in verse 23. The Bible said that his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away because she cries out after us. Now, the, the, the disciples were actually the ones saying, hey, Jesus isn't even responding to you. Can you just leave us alone? You know, they needed permission from Jesus to take her away. You know, the, 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 the word urge, when the Bible will say that, and the disciples came and, and they urged him, they urged him to, 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 to send her away. The, the, the word urge actually means persistently persuading Jesus. You know, a number of times they say, oh Jesus, this woman is disturbing us. Jesus Christ, this woman, you know, this woman doesn't deserve to be here. She's just bothering us. Can we just send her away? Can, can we send her away? She's just making noise. We're trying to have some quiet time here. You know, that, that is exactly what the enemy does. The enemy does just to make you feel you are not supposed to be in that room. But one thing that the Bible says in the book of John chapter 6 verse 37, and I want you to take note of this. One thing that the Bible says there is that all those the Father gives me will come to me. All those that the Father gives me will come to me. And anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. I will never drive away. So for the moment that you are coming before God's presence, he will never ever drive you away. He will never ever drive you away. So if the father will never drive us away from his presence, then the game is on. Then the game is on. We will persevere. We will persevere until we receive the promise, until our joy is full and complete. Now, in Luke chapter 18, you know, Jesus was trying to illustrate to his disciples the reasons why they shouldn't give up in the place of prayer. The reason why they should pray earnestly and believe God and hold on and keep, you know, praying until they receive. Now, Jesus told them a story of a wicked judge and the widow. 
Now the Bible says that she persisted in her plea to the judge for justice. And the judge who, who, who the Bible said was wicked, he was wicked and, and did not fear God or man. Bible says that this woman pleaded with the judge. She bothered him. She persisted. She persisted. And the judge had to advise himself, say, I know that I don't fear God or man, but I better give this woman what she wants. Otherwise, she's going to weary me out with her pleas. Now in verse 6, Jesus then talking to the disciples says, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cried to, to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Will he keep putting them off? No, he will not keep putting them off. Now in the midst of silence, God wants you to persevere. In the midst of the quietness, God wants you to be persistent. You are in the presence of God. He hears you. You are in his presence. He hears you and he keeps saying I wish that my daughter, I wish that my son can persevere in this place of prayer. I wish that my son and daughter can persevere in the place of prayer to receive. Can they just wait a little bit longer that I can bless them? Can they just wait? But one thing that happens is that we wait, you know, for a little bit and then we just get distracted and we just walk out from God's presence because we expect God to show up at the time that we want him to show up and not at the time that God wants to respond to us. Oh, makatala bo shatali adabaya. Now, eventually, when Jesus Christ had to say something to the woman, he said, I was not sent to the, except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, you would think that that would put the woman off. You would think that that would put her off to say, hey, you know what? I'm not even welcome to this place. I'm not even welcome to this place. Now, the Bible says something that struck my attention. The Bible says that she came to him and then she worshipped him. She worshipped him. She worshipped him. She worshipped him. One thing that happens when you are waiting in the place of prayer and there is silence, what do you do? Go down and worship. Go down in worship. Go down in worship. Go down in worship. Just as the woman knelt before Jesus and went and worshipped. She worshipped him and then she continued with her plea. And Jesus said to her again, he said, It is not good for me to give the children's bread to the dog. And then she said something that struck Jesus' Jesus' attention. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Oh, I love mother so much. I love mother so much because they are able to go to any extent to make sure that the children are preserved and they have the best in life. You know, there was nothing that could take the woman away from the presence of God unless she received that promise. There was nothing that could drive her away from the presence of God. She remained persistent. She remained persistent. You know, I'm not sure what your expectation is, but I wish that you can persevere in the place of prayer. I wish that you can persevere in the place of prayer. That there is breakthrough at the corner. There is breakthrough at the corner. It could be an exam that you've written 
thing over and over and over again. But I want to tell you, Rakatabo Shataliaza, Mazandego Shekete, Libra Katala Mandirabaya. If you can persevere in the place of prayer and wait to look a little longer, your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Makatoli Bragadaya, Mashataladaya. Oh, I wish you can wait a little longer. I wish you can wait a little longer. Ah, Mali Kabaria. Just wait a little longer in the place of prayer. Persevering in the place of prayer until you receive it. Now, one thing that you need to understand, in the scriptures, the Bible talked about a man, the blind man, and Jesus Christ laid his hand upon him. He said, man, can you now see? And the man said, oh, Jesus, I can see. Thank you so much for the one that you've done. I now see man astray. Jesus said, this is not enough. This is not enough. I still have to persevere more. And then he laid his hands upon his eyes again and said, now do you see? And at that time, he he began to see clearly. If Jesus can persevere in the place of, of prayer to receive the healing for the blind man, you've got to persevere. Another example that I have for you in the scripture, the Bible talked about the, the Elijah, the man of God. You know, when we read the scripture where Elijah had to pray for rain to come, it just sounds like, you know, a couple of verses. But in reality, the action that took place in that place, the, the action that took place in that scripture was actually the, the, the example of persistence in the place of prayer, understanding that that you need to be persistent. So if a man like Elijah had to be persistent to receive rain, if a man like Elijah had to be persistent to receive rain, then I have to be persistent as well to receive the promise that the Lord has for me. Now the Bible says that Elijah... You know, in those two verses, you know, Elijah was a man of God praying over and over and over again, communicating with the Father. You know, he prayed, he prayed, and the Bible says, and, the, and, 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 and heaven refused to give rain. Now he went back and he prayed. He would send his servant, say, go and check, go and check. Have you seen rain coming? And they say, I haven't seen anything. And then he go back again, he'll begin to pray. And he will send his servant again. Second time, he say, go check, because I know I have traveled in the place of prayer. There should be rain happening at this time. I have traveled in the place of prayer. I know there should be a promise happening at this time. And the servant will go and say, hey, master, I can't find anything yet. I said, oh my goodness, something is still happening. I still need to press further. And he will go back in the place of prayer. He will begin to pray and pray and pray and pray again. He will travel in the place of prayer. And he will come back and say to the servant, go and check again. I say, hey, master, master, I can't see anything yet. I can't see anything yet. This happened until the seventh time. This happened until the seventh time. And then the, the servant came back saying, I can now see the hand, the cloud forming like the hand of God. I can see the cloud forming like the hand of God. One thing that happens to us is that once we pray for the first time, we don't receive the miracle. You just give up. And Naaman had to wash himself seven times to receive his healing. Elijah had to pray seven times to receive it. You pray. 
twice and it's not coming, you give up. You've got to persist in the place of prayer. You've got to persist in the place of prayer to receive the fullness of the promise of the Father. The Father is not going to cast you away. Why are you hurrying to walk away? Why are you in a haste to just leave his presence? He will in no wise cast you out. You've got to wait in his presence until you receive the fullness of the promise that the Father wants to give to you. Now, as I round up, you know, the woman of Canaan persisted to receive her victory. And Jesus said to her, he said, Oh woman, grace is your faith. So in other words, he was saying, you are so persistent in the place of prayer. There is nothing that I can, I, 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 there is nothing that I can hold back, you know, in giving you this. Men who are persistent in the place of prayer can receive, receive pretty much anything that they ask of the Father. Men who are persistent in the place of prayer can receive anything that they ask the Father. Oh, Makalabaya, I just wish that men would be persistent in the place of prayer. I wish that you would be persistent in the place of prayer. You will not give up. You will not give up after the first round. You'll be persistent until you receive the fullness of the promise. One thing that the enemy wants you to do is to give up. One thing that the enemy wants you to do is, to, is for you to lose expectation. Because he knows that the scripture says that the expectation of the righteous cannot be cut off. So if the enemy can get you to lose your expectation, then he has succeeded that in blocking that promise but if you can hang in there keep your expectations alive and persist in the place of prayer I know that definitely you will receive the promise of the Father the promise of the Father the promise of the Father Oh, I just want to pray for someone in this place, someone listening to this right now. I don't know what it is that you are going through, what it is that you are going through, but you have lost hope. You have lost hope by the reason of the power in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that expectation to come alive again. I command that expectation to come alive again in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I decree and declare Rakato Shatalia Mazandegedebo Shatalia Whatever power is holding back your promise Whatever power is holding back your evidence I command it to break loose In the name of Jesus Christ They break loose In the name of Jesus Christ Receive the fullness of the promise of the Father Receive the fullness of the promise of the Father over your life Over your family over your businesses, over your career, over your children. It is done in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.